Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of That's What B Said. I am your host, Bree Rust at Breezy Clee, and I am joined by none other than Brittany Mollis, who is currently deactivated on Twitter, um, and Meredith Kane at MK on Sports. Ladies, how are you guys? I missed you last week. <laughs> Listen, we missed you too. <laughs> I am back on Twitter. I told somebody tweeted me today, and they're like, oh, it's so nice to have your positivity back. So I made a promise guys that i'm gonna be positive from now on even more positive than i was before i was gonna say is that possible yeah Yeah, i was gonna gonna ask were you ever not positive (laughs) i don't know i mean who's to say guys who's to say i try but i'm gonna try even harder especially over the past week man a lot going on Oof. You took you, you took a good time to uh, take a break. So it's at Bird's Eye View, everyone. You all yes. know her and love her, and you've been asking about her. You've been asking about us. It was a rocky week last week, you guys. It was. For me, anyway. Yeah. I mean, it all felt like... Was there a full moon or something last week? Was that it? There must have been. I actually think there was. So everyone's, like, acting all crazy and yeah. bizarre and just out of sorts. Seriously. It was just nasty. Last, that well, was one of my least favorite weeks. Yeah, I agree. I, I was, well, you will get into us a little bit, but this week is also <laughs> tracking a little, <laughs> a little weird. Not so much for us, but it's like we take a hiatus last week and, you know, the Browns kind of started filling out their staff from an offensive side, defensive side. We're not even going to talk about that today because it's obviously old news now. Mm-hmm. But what's happening off the field with our quarterback, Baker Mayfield, is I, I don't even know what to say about this so Meredith you had hopped on with Brittany and I and and you haven't been on Twitter really today or the last few days either so we filled Meredith in but in case for those listening that don't know what's going on what's happening in the world of the Browns slash Baker Mayfield today is a 20 year old girl claimed that she had an affair and I'm saying that in quotations because it's all (laughs) alleged and it was one incident with the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield, this past August. This all kicked off on Sunday when she was blocked by Baker Mayfield, quote, tweeted the picture of the block and that she had tea to spill and she had receipts, meaning videos, pictures, evidence. Of course, Browns Twitter attacked her. They attacked Baker um, to a little bit of a lesser degree. And this girl gained 6,000 followers. We're not going to give her her handle you'll be able to find her if you want to yes um within days and media members and then this morning she was on rover's morning glory show um locally to be interviewed about the alleged affair mm-hmm. so cheesecake factory plays into all of this <laughs> poor because... cheesecake factory they're just getting ready for valentine's day and now they right. have to deal with this honestly you guys if she would have said they met at a BJ's, my mind would have exploded. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm, the one thing, like, you see Baker and, like, Cheesecake Factory trending. You're like, oh, God. They were <laughs> making Baker. fat jokes. <laughs> fat Baker's back. That's what was going through my head. I was like, oh, what's happening here? And then it was, whoa, this is not at all what I thought it was. I like how wholesome that was. Like, that's legit what you thought when Baker and Cheesecake Factory were trending. Like, it's, oh, Baker's had too many pieces of cheesecake. 
I thought somebody like took a picture of him stuffing his face. I'm like, you guys really got to stop this. And then I read it. I was like, ooh, this is juicy. But also, ter- it's it was somehow worse than the fat baker stuff. Yeah, this is way worse. <laughs> oh my god! And like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like Emily has been like low key <sighs> posting videos yes. of Baker working out on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's very strategic on their part because I know because like if Baker posts it on his Insta, then everyone's gonna call him out for it. Be like, oh yeah, the fat comments got to him. But if Emily posts it, then it's saying, oh, he's just working out and his wife happens to catch him and post it on her social media because she thinks she got her following by being like a fitness model or something like that. But yeah, very strategic, very low key. We see you, Emily. Well, so speaking of that, Meredith, the other thing that happened like between Sunday night and through today is like Baker and Emily haven't really been on social media all that much like over the last week I follow them both and Baker was really out there from a Super Bowl perspective with the media tour that he was on but they weren't really posting on Instagram or on Twitter and then all of a sudden like after this happened Baker posted a picture of him and Emily together in Antigua and then he posted a picture Uh of Emily and then Emily post I mean so like the Uh timing of all of this is very interesting you know what that that's a move of a guilty man ladies oh i'm telling wow. i've seen this i've seen it before anytime there's like something going around and people are accusing you of something like dudes i know you dudes i know dudes. you <laughs> you sit there and you're like oh this will make it all better it doesn't matter that i got i don't even is there like a correct word that we can use for this that's appropriate because i was racking my brain trying and like the words that i always use because i like words that sound like cute so I always, not always, I don't want to sound like that. I don't want to be that, but like blowy. Is that okay to say? <laughs> blowy. I, w- <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking like it was a BJ with a motive, right? Like there was a motive behind the BJ. Isn't there always? <laughs> <laughs> yes. In some cases, probably. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I don't even know what I was talking about. I got so off track. <laughs> I'm also, sorry. I'm very sunburned like? right now, and I think it's it's hurting my brain. <laughs> I got fried. Um, yeah, blowy, blowy with blowy? motive. A blowive. <laughs> bloative. 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 That's what it is. It's a bloative. <laughs> Hashtag. Put it on a t-shirt. Hashtag bloative. Hashtag. That's bloative. what B said. <laughs> oh, that no. actually sounds like a dish at BJ's Brew House, honestly. <laughs> It should, they should make that at Cheesecake Fact. They should really market this. They have a bloat like, of cheesecake, <laughs> cheesecake that comes with like <laughs> it's like cho- it's chocolate and orange, so it's like brown and orange, right? There oh you go. gosh, yeah. Oh. Baker is not going to be in progressive commercials next year. He's going to be he's going to be the cheesecake chain. <laughs> well, that's not going to help the fat baker persona because like I, those dishes are like twelve thousand calories a piece. It has they all, all deserve come, each other. It's all, it all makes sense. Full circle ladies oh gosh <laughs> but yeah okay the original point that i was making was that all these things you know when they, when you catch somebody cheating all of a sudden they start posting all kinds of stuff about their significant other oh i love this woman oh i love this man and I, the, one of the first questions i asked somebody when you know because i wasn't around on instagram when, when this happened um i asked my friend who's down here in florida I was like, is there anything on his Instagram story right now? And she looks and she's like, oh, it's a picture of him and his and Emily. And I was like, oh, OK. All right. I see. Yeah, the timing. Well, the I, timing so is sketch. So I feel like there's like two paths that cheating people go on. They either do what Baker is currently doing, where they mm-hmm. like 
post lots of lovey-dovey stuff in public or they start attacking the person that they cheated with and getting angry with them and accusing them of like ruining their lives making up lies that whole thing yeah Mm -hmm. so i think that that's like the two paths that it goes down and the posting on social media is much more subtle so i think that's why baker's going that route rather than getting angry and attacking the person that he allegedly cheated with which is also a very bad thing to do he's like can you imagine if he would have done that Oh, oh my god. Gosh. It, then you would have known for a fact that it happened if that's the route that he did. Oof. Like there would be no doubt in my mind. Like if he started attacking this girl um and calling her a liar or whatever, if he started publicly calling her out, then there would be no doubt in my mind that yeah. it actually happened. But as of right now, we can only say allegedly because that's all we know. Yeah, and you know, regardless the reality is like he didn't do anything illegal. I, I know mm-hmm. it, it, if it's true, it sucks and that's really really shitty and i feel bad for emily but like we were talking about this earlier this probably isn't out of the ordinary for professional athletes like this probably happens all the time which is also really sad mm-hmm. to think about but you know we're, here we are talking about it she's only 20 years old too and if you happen <sighs> to listen to the interview she is definitely only 20 years old <laughs> i'm actually like really mad that they interviewed her and that she wanted to do that i just don't understand what the purpose of all of this was because she was asked the question well were you mad that he blocked you and she was like no but i'm like but why would you then quote tweet it and you were angry it was all caps it was an all caps tweet like that's angry so do we even know what caused baker to block her in the first place no she's claiming she didn't say anything yeah because that seems to be why that seems to be what started um the whole like publicity of this thing well this whole thing this happened okay let me give you a backstory here okay yeah because i'm like i'm um, very far behind on this yeah and in case anyone doesn't know this so apparently um it was the first browns preseason game and she had on like a baker mayfield like handmade jersey or something and she had someone take a photo of her wearing it from the back and she sent it to him via snapchat to which he you know responded and they started talking and um i guess like the next day or something she went to blossom for a concert and he messaged her back like he dm'd her back and said hey like blah 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 you know i want to talk to you but like i have to know that you're alone first and she's like well i'm at blossom right now i'll message you when i get home so she did, and he's like, okay, I need a video that your, you know, apartment or house or whatever is totally empty before, like, I could send you anything. And she said, like, his, his Snapchat name had Baker Mayfield, but it was some, like, weird, I don't know, combination of numbers and stuff. And she didn't believe it was him at first. So uh, she's like, okay, I want you to send me proof that it's you. And he said, okay, but first I want you to take a video to make sure nobody else is in there. Uh, so that's what she did. And from then, they just started... Uh, exchanging like snapchats and she she did say that some of them were i believe like you know they were like sexting or something right brie yeah i heard that yeah so they were going back and forth and then eventually it led to him saying well why don't you come you know meet me here and he said but you have to leave your phone in your car blah 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 so she went and they went in his car and (laughs) 
the the motive and, happened and that's, that's when the, bloat, <laughs> the bloated happened they had a little bit of small talk he's like oh how long did it take for you to get in but there was like no <laughs> yeah there was no like kissing or anything he was just like all right like let's get to it and i guess oh, they God. did and then it was you know the bloative was done <laughs> and <laughs> and then he said drive safe that's it he's like uh, and she said pleasure doing business with you and he said no don't say that and um you know that was it that was the last time they saw each other the weird thing was is that apparently he just now blocked her so i don't know why he did that i don't i don't know if she explained that i didn't pay much attention if she did did, did you she hear did that not pretty? no okay. she just said she logged on okay so she said she tweeted about i don't know like i guess a subtweet maybe about him but she was tweeting because Everybody in her hometown knew that this had happened. Yes. And so she was expecting that her home, it was for her hometown follower. She didn't expect it to blow up. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's bullshit. You knew what you were doing. Like, here's, so like Twitter, unless your Twitter account is completely locked down, mm-hmm. it's it like, it has the ability to explode. So for her to have an unlocked Twitter account and say, oh, it was only like, it's it's like on Instagram when you post things to like your close friends story versus your public story. Like if it was something that was for your quote unquote close friends, then you post it to your little green circle on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you don't like I'm not going to post something on my Twitter and be like, oh, that was only for uh, my friends back home in D.C. who followed me. No, like that's dumb. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about is she a cloud chaser? Like what? <laughs> What is she getting out of all of this? Is is it worth it? She's only 20 years old. And this is public. Like, this is out there. She went on a radio show. She talked about it openly. Ugh. Like, what do you guys hurts. think? I feel, I want to say I feel sorry for her because here's the thing. When you're 20 years old, you don't, your brain isn't fully developed, okay? You don't realize exactly what you're doing. So when you agree to do these things when you put things on the internet the internet it lasts guys you can delete everything but people have screenshots you know it lives in like your histories these are real things and you're 20 years old you're you're so young you don't have to do things like this so like i hurt for her because i had i don't think she had any idea what she was getting herself into but you know I mean, don't, it's sort of the, like the, I, the the bottom line here is don't meet up in a parking. Ladies, please hear this. <laughs> Tell your daughters don't meet a guy in a parking lot to do that. Don't do it. it the, nothing is going to end well when you do things like this. I think it's like the the age of reality TV where you don't have to have any particular skills or talent or anything special about you other than you know you're a hot mess like it's like the snooky effect you know like you don't have to have any purpose and but you can still get famous and i think that's kind of what reality tv has kind of done because before if you wanted to be on tv or in commercials or doing something like that you had to go through years of uh, acting school and do tons and tons of auditions just to be told no a thousand times until you get your first yes but nowadays like you can send out you know applications to be on any reality show you want and there's so many out there and it's the same thing with social media you have the ability to get you know tons of followers which you know can get you 
uh, what is it, influencer status, yeah. revenue, you know? money. Yeah. Ads. So yeah, people make money off of their Instagrams and their YouTubes and all that stuff. So I kind of feel like that's probably where she is because she, you know, grew up in a world of social media being only 20 years old. So she grew up around this thinking like, okay, well, if I do these things to go viral, maybe I'll get famous in a good way. But it's just, and I think she's too young to understand that it's not going to be in a good way. Yes, I wanted to ask both of you, like Brittany, I know you take a lot of heat on Twitter, hence the deactivation from time to time. And um, I think we have been accused for certain things as our following has grown organically. And just last week, you know, I was sharing with you guys earlier, like this is not even the same type of level, but my son was sick and he's four. So his thought process is I'm very independent. I'm going to do what I want. I'm not going to listen to my mom and I'm not going to take my medicine. Like he just refused to take his medicine, but he loves Baker Mayfield and he has a Baker Mayfield sticker on his wall, which maybe I'm questioning that now, but okay, we're going to leave it. <laughs> but he has a Baker Mayfield sticker on his wall and he, he always talks about him as if he's real. So he kept saying to me, like, does Baker take his medicine? Does Baker do this? And I was like, yes, Baker takes his medicine. Whatever is going to get you to take your medicine, I'm going yes. to tell you whatever you need to hear. Of course. So then like the next day, he was like, I want to talk to Baker Mayfield. Can you call him? he's four and I was like sure I'll call Baker I call my mom and I was like mom find who if there's any guy around you because he knows my parents voice I'm like find my mom was at a basketball game I'm like go find a random high school kid get him on the phone tell him tell my son little dude that it's Baker Mayfield and you need to take your medicine <laughs> Well, then he was like, Mom, I need to FaceTime Baker. I was like, all right, this is like, we're done. Like, you're too smart. smart. He's too too smart. I mean, talk about growing up in a time of technology and social media. So I posted on Twitter because I talk a lot about my kids on Twitter and I share their stories because they do things all the time that make me laugh that I like to share with the world. And I tagged Baker Mayfield in it just, you know, for fun. I don't typically tag athletes, but sometimes Baker responds to random things like that. So I tagged him. I had so many people jumping into my mentions talking about how I was a horrible mother for not giving my kid medicine and just wanting attention from Baker Mayfield and just on and on and on and I was like geez you guys like you guys are all miserable oh my gosh I believe it though like this seems to be (laughs) I don't know what it is I feel like in the past couple months people have gotten a lot meaner They've gotten very aggressive on yes. on social media, and yes. I've noticed it. My colleagues and I have noticed it a lot, too. Like, that's something that we talk about at work pretty frequently of, you know, we're getting a lot more just nasty grams on Twitter. Um, you know, I've gotten some really mean phone calls at work from people who call into our, like, hotline to, like call me names and tell me to fuck off and excuse my language but that's happened to me like three times in the past two weeks so like i get like people who aren't you know they're not necessarily keyboard warriors but they're hiding behind the anonymity of their phone like i don't know their face but they're like calling in and screaming these things at me so you know i just i i don't know what is going on but man there needs to be like a collective xanax i think (laughs) for everybody (laughs) like (laughs) like online and just in life just everyone take a just a downer or something right and i not that i condone drugs but still i want to remind people that 
you know, when you're being mean to, to people on the internet, their families can see this too. So like, you know, I get a lot of really nasty things said to me pretty frequently. Um, my, my whole family can see that guys. Like, th how would you feel if somebody talked to your loved ones that way? Like anyone, how, how would that make you feel? And also in the age of social media where doxing is a thing, like even if you don't have your picture or if your, you know, Twitter handle is Dale 87654321, you know, like people can still figure out who you are. And if that gets back to your employer, like people have lost their jobs for things that they have said right. on yes. social media. It's such, so It's such a risky game. Also, we're not allowed to say Dale anymore because apparently it's coded language, ladies. Wait, for, is it? because we're calling people white supremacists, apparently. Wait, what? Yes, this is one of the things that I had to be lectured on last week before I had to deactivate my Twitter and change my phone number. Oh. Wait, so how is it coded language? Apparently, like, is that like is that like a thing that we've never heard of? I never heard I've of never code. Heard of I didn't know what coded language was, so I looked it up and like, I. I don't really understand it, but apparently, like, you say certain words and people just have this understanding of what it means. Like, you're talking to a specific demographic or whatever. Um, again, all of it has to do with, like, the political nature of America right now. So, like, when I call people Dales, this fraction of people gets upset because they actually think that I'm calling people white supremacists. No, we're calling them like meathead football guys. That's like, it. So this whole technically... thing started from football guys. That's it. It's yeah. no, I never said anything about like white supremacy or anything. But that was another thing that <laughs> happened last week where apparently I that was a thing. I'm using coded language. To... Well, I guess if you okay, so if you hear us talking about Dales and you associate yourself with a Dale and then you get mad because you claim that it's about white supremacy, mm. um. Well, I think you might need to take a very, very, very hard look at yourself and wonder like why. Problems, yeah. Wonder why you're why you are the one who's associating this with white supremacy. Because yeah, we were just talking about football. I don't know what you're talking about, Dale. <laughs> yeah, I right? thought that you were going to say like there was an actual like Dale with like 800 numbers after his tweet. I was like, wow, like Dale is real. <laughs> like he actually like it came out of nowhere. Like he exists. Like it's a person. There was a Dale, what was it, a couple days after the Super Bowl that was yes. lecturing me about yes. about what women should wear and, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is I thought that's what this was in response to. Like we can't use Dale anymore because <laughs> he actually is a person. Oh no, this is a whole separate Dale problem. <laughs> oh my god. There's the Dale now. problem. The Dale problem. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the Jeez. social media life, it's, oh, it's something. I just try to like have the attitude of would I say this in real life face to face with someone? Yes. Like exactly. that's my approach of how yeah. I talk to people. And it's actually interesting. Someone, I think I used the word asshole one time in a tweet and someone DM me and was like, I just wanted to let you know that like you're a mom and you're a, you're a business professional woman like you might want to take that down i was like oh my god i was like mm, i, think, I, I to... think i'm good with asshole on twitter like i think I, i'm good i actually use yeah. that language in my day-to-day -day job like quite yeah. frequently i'm and good I, we need I, lear to I learned about... a cuss from my mom too so <laughs> exactly <laughs> like... we need to talk about the double standard here 
because that's another thing that happens to me a lot where people could just treat me like a public punching bag and that's fine but if i put them on blast for doing this then i get the messages like you're better than this yeah you don't should never fight back stoop to their level why like i'm not stooping i'm not calling anyone names i don't have to do anything all i do is quote tweet them say oh this is nice and then people attack them i don't, I don't have to do anything so to sit here and say well you just have to sit back and take it the hell i do <laughs> yeah i agree yeah i agree it's been a weird week you guys another weird week i know right one of these days we'll have like a not weird week i don't know so two weeks from now is the combine and i'm kind of low-key looking forward to that because because i love college football and so it's really fun to sort of see these um skills tests that that pop up and every time we have these combines then the subject of like oh well what if we had a combine at work and then i want to challenge people and then they say no we're not going to do that so i'm going to push for it really hard this year so you know what i think Now's the perfect time for our betonline.ag one weird thing. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook expert. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for a 50% off welcome bonus. So each week, this is a whole new segment that I'm actually pretty excited about because a lot of weird stuff happens a week, especially, you know, with Cleveland and Brian's Twitter (laughs) and the the, the nightmare of that. Um, So... Each week, we're recapping one weird thing that we can't quite wrap our heads around. So this week, of course. And you know what? I think we should get a sponsorship out of this, guys. Because, uh, right? Yeah. Our one our one weird thing of the week is Baker Mayfield. Why Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> Why? And my problem with this whole... I tweeted about this earlier. My problem with it is that this girl was there. Who goes... Like, you're in the... You're in walking distance. You're right there. You're, you know, in the end zone. Go in and get a cheesecake afterwards. You, you deserve it. Make him buy you a cheesecake first, right? Right. Yes. I mean, the Cheesecake Factory menu is quite large. Oh, it's so, massive. So my, okay, and I floated this theory to you guys before we started recording, but my theory on why it was the Cheesecake Factory is because uh, Cleveland has such an amazing food scene that I guess maybe they were thinking, oh, if we go to a chain restaurant, then no one will think to look there. So that's, you know, true. Maybe. My, yeah, it's my, it's my, that's, that's, that's all I got. I just feel like if you're already there, just go in and get it. Right. Yeah. Just do it, girl. That's right. right so there, there you have it. That is the betonline.ag one weird thing of the week remember to use promo code blue wire all one word for your 50 percent off welcome bonus at betonline.ag well stay tuned for the next uh weird one of the week next week we'll have another one i'm sure <laughs> oh it's gonna be a weekly thing we'll, uh, we we'll have do. our weird thing every week because there's there's always gonna be a weird thing that pops up always yeah 100 so we're gonna shift gears a little bit and talk about the mlb but before we do that we're gonna talk about untucked button downs have you ever seen them they look bad why because they weren't meant to be worn that way thankfully there's untuck it the original button down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked no matter your size or shape untuck it shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length with more than 50 fit combinations untuck it shirts look great on tall short slim and athletic guys of all ages maybe don't wear them in a 
Cheesecake Factory parking lot. I don't know, but they are wrinkle free, so there's that. Again, we've talked about Baker's wardrobe a lot here, but with Untuck It, your shirts will never look baggy, bulgy, too long, or too big. Again, their website is super easy to use, and they have a whole page devoted to helping you find your fit. So whether you're shopping for the perfect gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style for the Cheesecake Factory parking lot, visit <laughs> untuckit.com and use code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I forgot to mute my mic while I was laughing at that. My <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> There's always something that ties into Baker Mayfield. It's, it's always. weird. That's always. weird. You know what? We we really do need to hook Baker Mayfield up with some Untuck It. So Baker, promo code, promo code blue. Go get yourself 20% off. <laughs> I thought you said right. blomo code. <laughs> <laughs> That's your blow <laughs> It's too much. <laughs> and now the MLB. <laughs> oh, great. Now we can talk about baseball. <laughs> uh, Brittany's favorite subject. God. Oh, speaking of blotives. Um... <laughs> Oh, we need to cut some of this laughing out, maybe. Nope, I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> all right, guys, so in exciting news, the MLB, uh, it's been reported that they're planning to change the postseason format um, at the playoffs this year. So this has everyone up in arms as a baseball purist, and it's rumored that it could change from a format from five to seven teams. This would mean that the infamous wildcard game would go away. The first round would now become a best of three. The top seed in each league um, would get a bye week, which is also very interesting. And then the other interesting slash weird thing is that the teams with the best records actually pick their opponents. Is this real, you guys? Remember like two weeks ago? Like, or no, it was probably about a month ago when I said, I just think baseball should be like wrestling. <laughs> yes, the XLB. Just, just XLB, ax yeah. all of the rules, everything that makes it so romantic and traditional, and just, you know, do whatever you want with it. So I really think that um, whoever, which by the way, we need to get into something real fast. I need to admit something to both of you. Meredith, you're going to be crushed when I tell you this. Oh boy. I might be. I'm, I mean, I've, I've I've already been let down a lot, so just, it'll, it'll just add to the crushing weight of, of my sad life. As I was reading this baseball news, I saw that they kept talking about Rob Manfred, and I'm like, who is this person? I, I thought that Bud Selig was still the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Oh God. Um, well, 2002 called. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm, and like I'm not even embarrassed because like I can't even pretend that's why I just admit things now I'm like I some things should probably be embarrassing for me like this talking on a sports podcast saying I thought Bud Selig was but you know what I don't I have no pride left so I don't even care I'm well, all for the best records should pick their opponents why not make it a full-on reality television show <laughs> I don't well, uh, so like I'm I'm not totally against playoff expansion. Um, I've been wanting to see a playoff expansion in college football for a while. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. You know I think that the team with the best record picking their opponent is like that to me is just so it's hilarious. Weird. Like to me that sounds like 
it was like you know if Brie if like you had like your little dude and you said hey little dude like what do you want to like if you were to change baseball he'd be like I want to pick my team you know yeah. <laughs> like that's it yeah. sounds like it was you know thought up by a four-year-old so it just that doesn't make any sense I feel like that this was like a working plan and someone leaked it because there's no no way that this is something that they wanted to represent like the the current collective bargaining agreement for major league baseball is up in 2021 and at the rate we're going we are on the fast track for a severe lockout so just this whole thing is now are they mad about like I'm sorry to interrupt, but like major, I heard that there's like a dispute for minor league pay. Is that like the big issue here? Um, that's part of it. Um, they're also like the MILB, it, which is the minor league system, is also mm-hmm. eliminating a, a bunch of their teams. I saw which, that. Yeah, I mean, and that's not just bad for baseball players. Um, you know, there are ballparks that are closing down, so people who work in ballparks are going to be losing their jobs broadcasters who call these games are going to be losing their jobs journalists who cover these games are going to be losing their Mm -hmm. jobs like it's not just the baseball players themselves that are affected by milb trying to get rid of some of their teams and so for me you know that like in, in a landscape where it's hard enough to find a job like if you have a job that you seriously love like if you love working in a ballpark and all of a sudden your job goes away because major league ba- or minor league baseball says we don't want to do this anymore like it's just it's awful so i mean i'm i'm hoping that they're going to fight to keep those teams not just for the sake of the baseball players but for the sake of the hundreds of thousands of other people who could be potentially losing their jobs like i have mm-hmm. friends that work in minor league baseball who preemptively quit and found different jobs because they're like they they're like we need to get other jobs while we still can because if you wait until this big layoff happens then all of a sudden you're going to have all of these people fighting for the same job so i've had like two or three friends who have quit their jobs in minor league baseball and gone on to you know doing other things whether it's like tv or radio just mm-hmm. because they're trying to avoid um this massive layoff that may or may not happen so that's been part of the issue in the minor league system um but and then i another reason why players are upset about excuse me this playoff expansion is um baseball players thrive off of routine that's why you can see like when pitcher rotations get changed up like it can throw off the entire flow of a game um and with the expanded teams and the eliminating the wild card game, all of a sudden you've got these teams that would normally be playing five game series, suddenly having to wait a week or a week and a half to find out who their opponents are or to find out who they can pick to be their <laughs> yeah. opponents. So, you know, it's going to, you know, it's going to throw off their flow. It's going to throw off their routine. Like baseball players have huge benefits from, from routines. So I, I think that's where a lot of the baseball players are upset about this change and then you guys brought up the uh baseball purists oh yeah oh my <sighs> gosh they're raging Br- right wait now. can i just i have to stop this for a second Bree, yes. i'm just gonna ask you straight up yeah do you think baseball people are weird <laughs> wow <laughs> yes <laughs> because like they're so upset about all of these changes and like i get it like change is hard change is hard no, to accept but they're, like they are devastated like i was reading through some of the the tweets today and this is why like 
you know, football people and baseball people and even basketball people, like NBA Twitter is its own little like <laughs> yeah, nightmare of, in and of itself. But like, man, baseball Twitter is like they they're secretly aggressive. Yeah, you they know? are. Yeah. My favorite, I think I read a comment that like it was like, I keep score at home. This ruins every and I was like, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, my, favorite, my favorite people are like the people who take the score sheet and actually like yes. score. I I, I have mean, a friend I, who fine. does that for every game, and it's so funny because he's like, I don't know, he's forty, but anytime or he's around, he's around forty. And when we used to go to games like long before he like got married and had kids, and our friends would go out and get super drunk at Nats games, like he would always have his stupid little course score sheet and we would make fun of him so much for it, but he didn't care. Like, yeah, he loved I it. It's endearing when it's like an 80 year old man and woman because like the reality is like that's what they did. And like I used to actually enjoy doing that when I was younger when I played baseball and softball and I used to actually enjoy like figuring out the score sheet and all that stuff. But I mean, there's just a lot of things that that you're nitpicking and I think I think and we talked about this on one of our past episodes it does feel like baseball is trying to figure out how to make themselves relevant Mm -hmm. and I think these changes are to attract viewership outside of the purists and for me like we've talked about this before like I love sports I will watch the NBA outside of my own team Mm-hmm. In regular season as well as playoffs, same thing with football. I'll watch yeah. any game. I, I watch the XFL. We talked about that a little bit before, but I watched the XFL this weekend. Mm-hmm. Baseball is the one that I have the hardest time getting, getting, I guess, I just find it very boring. And I don't know how to change that, but I am not motivated at all to tune in unless it's like world series game seven like i just find it very very hard and it's not captivating for me to want to watch that right so i I will say this as a baseball fan i find baseball hard to watch on tv sometimes i just think the product Mm -hmm. itself is not conducive to a tv broadcast like in person at the ballpark it's absolutely amazing but i mean i i a lot of times when i have the games on at home you know, I'm not sitting glued to the TV the way I am with a football game. Yes. It's like or on the a background. Hockey game. Yeah, yeah, it's on yep. in the background because it is very slow moving and there's a lot of commercials and, you know, pitchers will take their time and batters will step out of the box. And so there's a lot of these things that are just not great for for TV broadcasts, but they don't really bother you when you're at the ballpark because you've got your beer, you've got your nachos, you're talking with your friends, like you know, you're talking with the people around you. There's just, mm-hmm. there's a and there's a lot of things to do and see inside the ballpark. So, you know, when there's a lot, when so when the game starts to move kind of slowly, it doesn't really bother you, or at least that's what the way I feel is that it doesn't, you don't seem to notice it as much when you're inside the ballpark as you are when you're at home trying to watch it on TV. Yeah, and in my defense, I will actually say that I actually do catch a lot of Indians games on TV during like the summer. I, I will watch, I will watch the Indians just when it, comes to anything outside of my own team that I root for I don't really have a rooting interest in anyone else yeah so I don't hate change like I don't hate change but I actually I wouldn't hate if the NBA playoff structure changed and it wasn't by conference and they just put in the top 16 teams like I'm okay if if these leagues want to change things because like just because something's been working or you've been doing it for the last hundred years or so doesn't mean that it has to stay that way 
I'm yeah. fine. Bring tradition. Do it. This one kind of feels like they're doing it to take to distract people from the whole scandal that happened <laughs> cheating a weeks ago. Yeah, like th- I feel like this was one of those things where they're like, all right, we're just gonna slide this in, and maybe everyone will stop talking about you know the the horrific cheating scandal that we didn't really deal with. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. and it's funny because when that <laughs> when the that's scandal for you. kind of broke, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when the when the scandal kind of broke, there wasn't a lot of sports news going on. So in a week where no one even realizes that baseball still exists, everyone's talking about baseball and everyone continues to talk about baseball because I think like the latest thing is that the um, like the sign stealing, I guess, started with an intern in the Astros who like developed a spreadsheet and started like and this is, you know, like really, really nerdy shit, but just like started like (laughs) tracking pitches and tracking the signs for them and then i guess it devolved into this trash can banging thing that the astros did and it was just like so like okay so you're gonna let an intern literally take down your organization at this point so i mean it's just like it's the story at this point it's a story that's never going away um and it's not going to go away for a long time and it's almost good for baseball because it's got people talking about it um you know, I just I think that baseball understands that it's losing viewers and that it's not, you know, people aren't at getting into it young the way they used to. And I think they're grasping at straws and they're grasping at the wrong ones. So it's like Twitter's a great example because everyone wants Twitter to have an edit button. And no matter how many times people say, hey, Twitter's making updates, Twitter's making changes. Oh, you're not giving us an edit button. You know, it's like that one thing that every single person wants. And it's like that in baseball. Like the one thing that every single person wants is the big personalities to be marketed the same way they are in the NBA. Like that's the low hanging fruit. That's what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's like the one thing that Major League Baseball just doesn't. They're like, they're just not doing it. And it's mind boggling why they're not. And, you know, I think that Major League Baseball should take a lot of pages out of the NBA playbook in terms of the product, the the players, the marketing, just how they do everything. And then I think mm-hmm. even players, and I've mentioned this before, I think even baseball players should take, you know, leafs out of the books from NBA players because you've got NBA players that are op- openly tampering and they don't care and openly creating super teams and they don't care. Like they do what they want and it's fun yeah. and people have fun watching those super teams and people have fun like following the tampering and making fun of it. And it's just like all of these things that get people excited about the NBA and keep people coming back to the league and have these kids like really young age wanting, you know, Kyrie shoes and a LeBron James jersey and all these things. And it's like, man, baseball, just look at your neighbor and look at what they're doing. Like, it's not going to hurt you if you, you know, if you pluck out some of those tactics and use them for yourself in a way that works for baseball. Yeah, I think they're afraid of losing their, like, key demographic, which is, like, 90-year-old men. Yeah, but, like, they're going to be gone soon, so maybe you should go after them. (laughs) I was going to make that joke, but I thought that it was too hard. It's a little morbid. Like, yeah, it's a little morbid, but it's, like, if your key demographic is, like, 10% of the population and you have an opportunity to grab like 60% of the population like Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you go after that 60% rather than like hopelessly hanging on to that 10% I just think it's too late for them honestly 
Yeah, it might be. I mean, honestly, it it might be a good thing for baseball to lock out in 2021 and then they just come back XLB. Yeah. yeah. Do I don't it. think it helps so in. I don't think that it helps so either. Like there are players that are mad about this too. Like Trevor Bauer um popped off on a video and like when the NBA is interesting because it's definitely like a players league where they mm-hmm. seem to have most of the power, like you were saying, Meredith, with the super teams. But when you have players that are upset about these things too, like it's not a good look. Like it's no, it's, it's really not. not a good look. No, it's not. Well, that wraps up the uh, MLB for the week. We actually have some Cavs talk we're going to get into because Ooh. a couple of uh, pieces of news that came out um, out of last week and then even earlier in this week and the first was the big trade that happened last week. So the Cavs now have Andre Drummond on the team. And I think we were all expecting that maybe we would be losing a player on the team, particularly Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love. Like we thought that either one of them would 100% be off the team. But instead, we have both and we got Andre Drummond. And I got to tell you guys, I was really confused at first. But then I was like, oh. I'm going to actually watch the Cavs. And I couldn't wait on Sunday to see Andre Drummond's debut. (laughs) And I waited all day until 7.30 came around. I turned it on. And within, what, eight minutes of the first quarter, I was like, I've had enough. I'm done. (laughs) I mean, I actually, I looked at your Twitter today because, you know, once I reactivated it, and I saw that tweet. And you were so excited. You even used a sunglass I know I was like man I was like this tweet did not age well <laughs> so bad so bad. it was so bad but then I turned on the Rockets and Jazz game and I was happy there you go um but yeah like it seemed to me like I feel like Cleveland always gets like unfairly criticized for things because I absolutely did not see this coming when I first you know saw that this would happen I was like, oh, I must have read that wrong. Why why would this be a thing that's happening? Because, <laughs> you know, you look at the in the long term and you're like, does this really make sense? Um, which I don't really like to look in the long term, especially when it comes to the Cavs, because <laughs> for a while it looks pretty bleak and terrible. Um, so I saw Andre Drummond and I'm like, well, this is cool. Also, I, just as a, a disclaimer, I think everyone knows this already, but in case you don't, Kobe Altman can really do no wrong in my eyes, so I'm always going to be biased for what he does. I think that he has a very hard job. He has to be a middleman between the fans and Dan Gilbert. And as much as I have said in the past that I love Dan Gilbert, I can't imagine having to make him happy um, and try to, you know, build yourself a resume while being under the watchful eye of Dan Gilbert all the time. Uh, I just think that... And he he came in after... uh, What's his face? David Griffin. Got, yes, yes, yes. I was, I, I was stuck in New Orleans. I'm like, wait a second, what's his name? But he came in after him. And, you know, he was so beloved by the fans and, and everyone and LeBron James. And, you know, that he was sort of put in a tough spot. So, like, for me, Kobe Altman, he's a king. Um, and I, I'm a big fan. So, and you know what happens when I'm loyal, guys. You stay loyal. That's it. So miss me with the Kobe Altman crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it was just like the league definitely seems to be moving away from the big men and with retaining Tristan Thompson. And I know that people are saying that there's a possibility that Tristan won't be on the team. 
um, following this year. And Andre Drummond could very well be um, part of a longer term plan. And that's fine. But it, it does just make you question like from a now perspective was just was just to obviously sell tickets and you know the Cavs obviously have not been great to watch so signing this bigger name getting the fans excited again for the last few months to round out the season and potentially looking ahead as to what the Cavs could become because there obviously are a lot of young players on the team that could Mm -hmm. be built around so you know I kind of started talking myself into it and I likened it to and this is probably a very bad comparison but it's almost in a sense of like the entire NBA has went like small, small guard, small forward shooting threes has become very important. Not a lot of defense, Mm -hmm. not a lot of big man play. And when you looked from an NFL perspective last year, what the Ravens did where they went super run heavy when everybody in the NFL was passing the ball, I was like, maybe this is the Cavs. Like they're going to make the NBA go back to like big men play. (laughs) And I was like, yes, like, give me, give me like drives of the paint. Give me buckets. Give me dunks. Like, give me some hard fouls. Like I'm so I, like, it is like watching just guys chuck up threes all night. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. give me, I'm a pure, the- I'm a purist NBA fan. <laughs> you're, oh, God. oh God, you're a basketball, basketball purist. purist. Oh, oh no. gosh. No, but I think part of that is you got to have number one, you have to have big men that actually want to be there. Um, we have two that are desperately trying to get out any way they can. So that doesn't help. They don't want to be part of the rebuild, which I understand. You know, they're older. They've served their time in Cleveland. Tristan's he's the longest tenured player. Kevin Love. I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for him. Just he's because gonna, he went he's after, around. Yeah, he went after the money. He got the money. And, you know, sometimes you can't have your cake and eat it too. So if this is what you wanted, this is a choice that you made. And he's going to be stuck this, in Cleveland because... This is it. Yes. Yeah, no, is it? yeah, I don't think any other team wants to pick up Kevin Love's contract. Like, no. he's got three years left. No. Like, nobody wants right. to pick up a 31-year-old with three years left on their contract. Yes. And I also saw Cavs fans, they were very upset that, you know, they're like, oh, Kobe... This was before the whole Andre Drummond thing went down. But they're like, if Kobe can't move Tristan, then he needs to be fired. And I'm like, okay, like, back up a little bit. Like, Tristan's making, like, $18 million a year, I think. And I know he has an expiring contract, but, like, still, what contender would need a Tristan Thompson? Like, he's, you know, he's not a very good shooter. He's improved, but, like, he's he's still, you know, bulky and, yeah. you know, gangly. He's and a stuff. big man. Yes, and, like, trying to sell that on someone. And he's hurt a lot, too. Both of them are hurt a lot. So you guys are asking him to, like, move these pieces, very expensive pieces, to contenders who don't need them so it's like okay what what i i don't know they wanted some sort of a miracle to happen so going into that day i already had the understanding that kevin love was not going to get traded um a little bit i was like okay maybe they could find a deal they could you know find a way to dump you know tristan's salary i don't know but that didn't happen so that wasn't shocking to me i was happy that they got rid of two you know kind of bad contracts and got something for it now andre drummond can uh, he has a player option, I believe. So, you know, he could stay or he can leave. I think the Cavs can give him the most money. But, um, you know, he even if he goes, so what? <laughs> right? Right. Like, I feel like the Cavs are in a spot now where it can't get much worse. Yeah. So, like, any any little piece, you know, they're going to have Excitement. to rely heavily on the draft and, and the picks and stuff. So, I don't know. I thought it was... If I would give them a grade for the day, I would have given them like a, a B or B plus because they they got rid of 
you know, essentially nothing and got something in return. And anytime you can do that, I think it's a good move. I agree. Well, the All-Star weekend or All-Star game and weekend is happening this weekend. And we had some news as well. Your boy, Colin Sexton, got in on the Rising Stars game based on an injury. Yeah. So he should have never been. I wanted, I was so mad that he I got mean, snubbed the first time around. Did you, did you see how he played in that game after right the announcement was yes. made and he got what was it well it was weird because he got like tw- i think it was like 28 points or something in the first half and then scored like three in the second half like it was like he was angry that he wasn't chosen as a rising star and played like he was angry about it for one half of basketball and they come back I mean, after that's halftime like, that's and it was the, that's the Cavs though <laughs> they played three quarters maybe if you're lucky on a good night I Never mean, the Colin, third quarter, though. <laughs> Colin Sexton didn't even play three that night. He played two quarters. He looked great in the first half and then went stone cold in the second half. I mean, he's you know what, Meredith? He's a rising star now. And that's <laughs> right. all that matters. Yes. yes. Okay. That's right. I mean, I'm that not, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to put any Colin Sexton hate on the podcast because I know Brittany will come after me. So That is my son. How dare you? <laughs> I'm a Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> gal myself. I do love him. He's I mean, okay, so I really like Dylan Windler, and that's only because he was in college for so long that um, I covered him when he was at Belmont. Like, that's how long he was in college. Like, he was a freshman at Belmont when I was in Nashville, so I just thought that was so strange when he got drafted to the Cavs, and I was like, wait, Dylan Windler's still in college? Like, he didn't go one and done? <laughs> like, and he's now like, we're like... He's like Van like he's still hurt. I know he's like ever been a play. I know he he Van Wildered his college, and now he's like Van Wildering this injury that he's got. (laughs) Man, will you guys watch the All Star like we All Star Weekend dunk contest? You guys like it? Um, I do. I do too. I do. Yes, absolutely. I wasn't going to watch the Rising Stars game, but that has changed with the new news. So I will be watching Mm -hmm. that. You stand. Does that happen on Friday? I think it's Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, isn't Celebrity Game usually on Friday as well? I, I know yes. that the Celebrity think, Game yeah, is on Saturdays Friday. Saturdays are um, dunk. the dunk contest and, and like, yeah, the, skills the skills challenge. Yeah. Love, love that. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, I'm watching all of it. I'm in. Yeah, and Meredith, I know you're a big XFL fan, so you'll yes. be tuning <laughs> back be in. Yes. <laughs> I know. I was okay. like, Meredith I is like hitting the, <laughs> hitting the defenders hard here. Like, she I, is all I, in. I know. I was all Well, because it's funny, because like, I, I cause we're all talking about the XFL and whether or not we're going to watch it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to tune in because I'm interested to see what the product looks like. The AAF was a terrible product, and yes. they tried too hard to be the NFL or to be like a minor league version of the NFL. And just it, there were so many mistakes that they made on the field. There were so many mistakes that um, the company or the people who were trying to develop it made. They're just, there's just a lot of garbage that happened with the AAF, but like the XFL came out so strong and yeah, my DC defenders one and oh baby one and oh i think that's actually my team because <laughs> cardell cardell yes. quarterback that's my boy yes. 2014 well, national champ like, just <laughs> slinging it out Gosh. there i was so i'm actually really excited and really happy with all of the cleveland fans um or at least the people in northeast ohio that are cheering for the defenders because of cardell jones like yes. that makes me so irrationally happy to just i don't know maybe because i'm like surrounded by people who are like cheering for the same team as me for once i don't know but it was i i I, I love the XFL for what it is like the on field product isn't awesome. But if you're going in expecting NFL level play, then you're going to be disappointed. Like you have to understand it's a bunch of 
uh, people like Cardell Jones, who got cut from the NFL and couldn't make it on another team, or just a handful of other guys who either went to the CFL or couldn't make the NFL or, you know, undrafted out of college. So it's just, you know, it's essentially like the, the replacements. It's like a scrub league. And, you know, it's got some different rules. It's got some strategy in the play. And it's just it's a lot of fun. So I am all I like I was tuning in because I was curious. And then I think after like one drive, I was like, I'm all in on this. I am 100 percent in on the XFL. I love it. Yeah. Brittany, did you watch? I did not watch. No. All right. You'll have to try to tune in this week. I I agree. It was actually kind of entertaining honestly with the different roles and it was exciting and it moved fast and you they had coaches mic'd up and players were being interviewed coming off and they they showed the replay booth and like the commentary like it was like that side of it I really really enjoyed like just the full transparency as to what was happening on the field like how great is that like there's no question marks so I heard that they did everything right that the NFL does wrong yeah pretty much that was that's what I heard well, so the, one of the thought processes that was like going through my head as I'm watching the XFL and I'm like hearing the coaches play call. And I absolutely love that where you can hear the play call and then you've got a former football player in the booth breaking down like, OK, well, this is what this means. This is like you can expect to see X, Y, Z based on the, what they just called. And like the entire time I'm thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, is this what Freddie Kitchens is doing? Because I don't know if I can see Freddie Kitchens actually doing this properly. Maybe we can see why he just didn't do so great as a play caller. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just, like I'm just like thinking about that because like because they're like looking at their sheets and they're shouting out these letters and numbers and formations. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so complicated. Yeah. Freddie, no. do, do you understand that, Freddie? He wasn't like, do doing you- that. <laughs> like, do you get it? <laughs> no way oh man yeah so all right well guys this was fun it's good to be back it's good to be back that's right i missed you ladies i miss you guys too you guys it was a bad week and it made it worse by not having our podcast so we were happy to be back we appreciate you guys continuing to support us and keep tweeting at us we love the interaction make sure you find us on itunes spotify or stitcher please rate us review us make sure you subscribe to us and we will talk next week